0: Hey, I'm Ramel London, I'm a TV radio presenter and host, and I want to welcome you to the Mainstream Podcast. This is a live recording from the Soundbank Digital Creators Music Seminar. So are you ready to meet my special guest speakers? Please welcome to the stage, Robert Bruce and Remy Burns! Okay, well welcome Robert, welcome Remy, how are you?
1: Good, thank you for having me.
0: Of course, oh, God,
2: read reach out. That could
0: be famous.
2: Hey, hey, hey. We <laughs> will
0: <laughs> 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 oh we're gonna have some fun we're gonna have some fun well first of all welcome to the mainstream this has been a long time coming for me because i've known these two a very 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 very, 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 very long time uh, but we've never had an opportunity to actually sit down and like chop it up properly so uh, this is a blessing so i'm going to start with you robert can you tell everyone a little bit about what you do and and then we'll get into all the
2: how and why in a little bit so yeah my name is robert bruce i'm a radio presenter and a voiceover artist and a general broadcaster and i currently do the breakfast show at Capital extra <laughs> uh, love, love that
0: and the same for you remy tell us a little bit about yourself
2: uh, my name is
1: remy bergs uh, i call myself the local energy provider mm-hmm. i'm a host i'm an anr and i am a radio broadcaster on bbc radio and extra currently doing the Drive time show love that love that love that we're going
0: to talk about all the other bits as well because you lot are both very busy at the minute which we love to see um, but Robert I'm going to start with you because we both fun fact me and Rob both studied broadcast journalism at the University of Leeds who knew that course was popping like that
2: literally, <laughs> than that.
0: literally so many of us have come out and gone on to do amazing things um, so for you why did you choose to do broadcast
2: journalism I think for me uni was always something I was going to do I've got an older sister, and she went to uni. She did a PhD and a masters, and went on to teach at uni. So, from my parents, there was no other option. You've got to go to uni. But I was not that way inclined. Like engineering was not my thing. So I just used to think, what am I interested in? What do I like doing? And it started with a passion for radio. So I always used to listen to the radio, especially Ghanian radio. We were talking about it earlier. Oh, wow. I used to love Ghanian radio because them are crazy like you'll be there waiting for hours and hours for something they promise is coming in five minutes and just the way they'll keep you like engaged and entertained I used to find it cool like you know that childhood energy like this is the best thing ever so I used to love radio and it just made sense journalism radio I'm going to do broadcast journalism at uni so that's how I came to that wow well done that's a
0: nice nice thought process for a young boy yeah. <laughs> and I'm Remy so I hear that you actually didn't want to be that radio wasn't even in your sights when you were young. You actually wanted to be a politician. I did. Manting, <laughs> <You learned laughs> right?
1: I did. I wanted to stand like this and be like, "We will make a change." <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
0: Um, so, uh, so you actually studied sociology and politics at university. So uh, why? How did we get here? Yeah. Uh, so I did sociology and politics. I was very interested in people,
1: and I think that was my way of of learning about people and about patterns of people as well. Like, is it us that changes the world or is it politics that changes the world and we just follow? So I was just like, okay, who makes the rules kind of thing? That's what I wanted to learn about. When I got into the nitty gritties of it, I realised it was just... I mean, it was just a load of bull, all right? Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of lies and I was like, wow, I have to be a professional liar, that's wrong. Um, so, yeah, I just, I shied away from that, but... You know, i'm still interested in politics and i still keep up to date with okay. what's like happening and stuff because that's just like a personal like love of mine um but yeah like uh, i mean i left uni and i feel like radio is something from when i was young that i've always loved and i've always wanted to get into like whether that was through um training courses and you know and i tried to do a lot of training courses but i always chose something else over it so i remember the first time I did uh, a course for radio and then a week later I got a job Huh? I got a job like in Sainsbury's and back then Sainsbury's 8 pound an hour was the thing in it so like (laughs) I was like okay you either go to work on a Saturday and get 8 pound an hour or you go and do training and I used to choose stuff over radio all the time Wow and um, yeah so or something would happen so I had like a family emergency Um, the second time I enrolled to do a radio course, um, my brother got stabbed, so I had to be with my family. Do you get what I'm saying? Something always took over it, but radio always came back to me somehow. Um, and then, yeah, the final time they actually they approached me, and I was like, nah, like that must be from God because, like, how can I, I've tried it so many times and I always choose something else over it? So now they've chosen me. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna put radio first. And once I did that, everything kind of just changed from there.
0: See testimony. Wow, it's actually Friday, you know. Bye, bye, God, day. Bye, bye, God, day. <laughs> That is beautiful. I, I absolutely love that. Despite the, you know, feeling that maybe this isn't right and not being sure, timing is everything. Like, you know, it kind of worked out in that sense. So I kind of want to come off the back of the fact that you both studied. You both went to uni- university. Um. But I think it's really important that there's a lot of people out there that are studying different courses and might not ever think ah oh, I didn't study media, maybe I can't come into it. So what are your thoughts on actually, and this is for both of you, how important is it to learn? Because you did a course, you did a degree in it, so what, how important is it to educate yourself with broadcasting?
2: I think whatever course you do, you can always do your broadcasting stuff alongside. So I don't think you necessarily have to go and study broadcast journalism to become a broadcaster because my course was very much about news and current affairs and they taught you how to be like a news journalist. So I learned all of that stuff but then I sort of transferred that skills into when I'm in the place where I love and I'm doing interviews and stuff, I've learned all of the skills from this side where they do stuff in the mainstream and the proper media and stuff like that and then I'm incorporating that into the conversations I'm having with artists and actors and stuff like that so i don't think you necessarily have to study broadcast journalism you just have to be passionate about the broadcasting you want to get into and you can learn on the job you know and you can do enough of that
0: yeah but where yeah. was you find these courses
1: okay. so uh online but because represent radio which is like literally over there right um it, it, it started off in peckham started up in, in a dark estate um and you know we have made it to the light somehow. Um, but the, light <laughs> of Princeton. the light of the light of Brixton, Brixton to be precise. Um, but you know like at first I didn't do any courses right I didn't, I, I think I just used to listen to radio. I feel like if you just listen but not from a like I'm here to enjoy the music. If you, if you think, if you change the narrative of why you're listening then they're going to hear different things. If you're listening for just the music, technically what the presenter is saying is not gonna resonate with you. But if you're listening because I want to be a better presenter, then you're gonna be like, how did they open that, that 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 link? How did they what was the middle? What was the end? Oh, um who, who, like what else did they bring in? Did they bring their personality in? Did they was this just a crunch and roll? Like if you look <laughs> at it from that the terminology. Yeah, sorry, yeah, oh. sorry, yeah. <laughs> but if, if you look at it from that angle then you're gonna learn it from that sense. But I actually did end up doing a course, right? Okay. Um, I went back to uni so basically my parents they lied to me yeah so basically they were like oh all we want you to do is get a um what do you call it Under- undergrad. undergrad We don't want you to get an undergrad get, get us an undergrad then all of us in the family now got an undergrad then now they started saying we just want you to get a master's <laughs> <laughs> so I remember my mom my mom was like which one of you is going to give me a master's
0: wow It yeah? wants so, to be the family <laughs> <Yeah>, trust me
1: <laughs> So and as the first child as well, I was like, well, I know you're just talking to me. So, <laughs> um, like I, I quit my job, uh, and then I decided to go and do a master's in radio. And I just, and that, I think this comes with the advice that I like to give about basking in what you want to do. Luckily, if you do an a, a undergrad in science, you can go and do it, in, you can do a master's in anything. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, so... I just went and learned about everything and I did like the newsroom and the new journalism and I realized that's not the type of radio I want to do, you know. And you just learn more like doing that, but it's not the be-all and end-all. I feel like I was still on the path to doing radio without that course. I just had more time because I quit my job. So I was like, all right, what am I going to do? Let me go and get my mum that master that she wants, innit? That was it. But yeah. Well done. That's awesome.
0: And I think what i learned the most at university is use the free resources my goodness use that we used to use what was it them um them massive but you know now you can get a little handy handy clip mic we used to have these big massive things with xlr wires (laughs) hanging out all over the place but i can't lie i wouldn't have been able to afford that equipment myself so i made use of that and i know i know robert bruce made use of the equipment you also um in that time at university, he founded an online platform called Spice UK, which is an award-winning platform, yes. The Student Radio Awards definitely loved a little bit of Robert Bruce. <laughs> and uh, he, he literally became like the face of Leeds Uni at one point. <laughs> which is amazing. So um, at the point, what what made you want to create this platform and, and use Leeds Student Radio at that time?
2: So what happened was, I did my A-levels and at my A-levels I tried to pick everything that would make my parents happy. So I picked Maths, I picked Biology, English Language and Psychology. My gosh! All oh, my days, the Maths and Biology were fighting for who I'm going to drop first. <laughs> Honestly, them things were hard and I regretted it so much. So I didn't do well on my A-levels. So then when I got the results, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? So then I was looking, going through clearing and whatever when you go to university and Leeds Uni opened up a foundation course. What was it called? The Arts and Humanities course. It was like a bunch of in-betweeners at uni. Like there there was one different person from every walk of life and then me and my friend from home. So we were on that course and in that time we joined the student radio so at Leeds they had like a radio station and they had a TV station so we joined the radio station and as I told you I got a love for Ghanaian radio so we decided to create this platform called Spice UK bringing you the hottest flavours from the Afro-Caribbean scene Jeez. because no one was playing Afro-Caribbean music at Leeds Uni it's not that sort of place so we did that and we realised it was like quite popular with the community and stuff so then we extended that and started going out on the streets and asking people questions and then Creating a promo video for our radio show every week, and we had like one hour of radio literally to jump on. So, we'll do a promo video, send the video around WhatsApp and social media, get everyone to reply, send them a number. All right, we're gonna be on at eight o'clock. So, then the show just grew and grew and grew to the point where people wanted to work on the show. So, we had like wow. producers and stuff, it was all driving all of the ideas. And we thought we tried so hard to get work experience. And everyone was like, oh, you need a little bit more experience before we can let you into the door. Which is like, uh, catch twenty two. how are you meant to get experience, we're going to give you experience. Right. So then we um, made Spice UK into an online website where we had people writing blogs and doing vlogs and stuff. And what happened was everyone from our course and a lot of people from the uni all wanted to write for Spice UK. So then they were writing about fashion, going to music videos, interviewing the artists that they were interested in go into red carpets. I think I interviewed you at the Mobos red carpet once. Me? Rimmel. In Leeds, <laughs> you remember? You came, Reuel did us a oh, drop on everything. Yeah. yeah, man. Oh, wow. But see, Rimmel, my inspiration, you know. Oh, so stop it. So we did all of that. And then we won some um, some student radio awards through that. And basically, all the students at Leeds, at like watch UK, they were then taking that as experience to go to, like, the BBC or Great. Bauer Radio in Leeds, like Radio Air, newsroom, and be like, look this is my CV this is what I've done Um, can I get work experience and it's like to work for everyone so everyone was getting work experience I got a job at the BBC in Hull. I was working for BBC introducing so did my flatmate and school friend who I went to uni with from we went to school together our secondary school together we went to uni together did the same thing and he's an editor of Spotify right now so That's that's how we sort of come up with Spice UK and it's like I had a dream of I want to be in front of the camera, I want to be behind the mic so much. But then that's why it's Spice UK and I'm here doing computer editing or holding the camera and thinking like, oh, when's it going to be my turn? When's it going to be my chance? Well, that time really taught me that just contribute to the environment that you're in and some people come back around, you know, Jeez. so that's what we did with Smash UK and that's how we, that's we used it. and that was all using the uni resources as well
0: 100% I so, knew. I knew. <laughs> trust me,
2: I think we bought one camera but whenever we needed mics whenever we needed anything we just went booked it out, oh, I'm doing this for my course blah 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 these signs were going around. <laughs> yeah, Lee said, "I asking people questions and stuff." So that's what happened with Spice UK.
0: Listen, I did exactly the same. I, I used to book it out on a Friday as well, Can I bring it back Monday. <laughs> 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 They'll be like, "Okay, not knowing." But no, that's a beautiful, beautiful journey, and I love how you made it so inclusive of everyone and being supporting, supportive of your of your peers. That's beautiful, man. Well, just to kind of follow up with that as well, you went straight from university to Capital Extra. I don't know if you realize how massive that is. So tell us us a little bit about that process, because I'm sure there's a lot
2: of students that are like, whoa, I can get a job straight out of uni. So as I was saying with Spice UK, we had the radio show that was running for four years. We won an award the year before, and then we won another award at student radio, was the best online, a best multi-platform initiative. And then someone said, from when I did my acceptance speech for that, and, like, the funny thing was, at these award shows, you can get, like, Best Specialist Radio Show, Best Male. If you won Best Male, it's like you've got the golden ticket. Like, Best Male, Best Female, you're you've gone clear sort of thing. So in my mind, like, I really wanted to win Best Male or Best Specialist Show. But we won Best Multi-Platform Initiative. So I was like, okay, cool, fair enough. That's what we put in the work. But someone said from... How I did my speech for that award, it made them want to go and like look into me more. And then when they looked into me more, they realized we had like these four years of student radio work and then got me in for a demo. And these times I was still at like uni, so I was in the library, getting the train home, going to do an overnight show like 2am to 6am, then getting the first coach back up to Leeds straight into the library to finish uni so that's that was crazy. my journey you do you bit.
0: not know how far Leeds is yeah Leeds is far
2: On that coach as well
0: oh not the coach yeah the coach
2: it's a long time five is, hours it's a long time
0: that's dedication right yeah. there
2: so that was like my transition from radio at uni to radio on Capital Extra. Can I just say, yeah, when, because obviously I worked at Capital Extra as well. We're gonna talk about
1: but, it. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when, like, they were talking about Robert, like, they were so excited to have him, like, wow. they were just like, yeah, we found this guy, student radio, there. like, it's just amazing, like, I and mean, they were talk about your speech and everything, like, so, <laughs> it, I'm telling you, like, he's not capping, like, this guy is, you're looking at a, a legend here. You're looking at Jeez, a legend. I swear
2: we as well, I'm sure we'll get back yeah, into it. We'll yeah, come definitely.
0: To it. Um, Yeah, that's beautiful. And it just goes to show, guys, like, people are watching. You might be at a small event, hosting, presenting, or your demo might just have a few few listens. Those listens might be from the big dogs at the top. So don't let views or anything like that, like, disturb you from putting out your work. Like, put yourself out there. It's so important. Yeah,
1: please do. So um, just to touch on what Ramel said, like, so I, I managed to get into TV, right, and it was literally a video that I recorded of me in a balaclava uh, singing an Afrobeat song but in a Bridgerton accent right? and that video got like 7 likes and that is the video that a commissioner saw that got me onto TV Look and got only 7 likes like. so just to piggyback off what you said like, just don't watch the views, don't right. just be you
0: 100% okay let's talk about you <laughs> so you are you were such a massive part of Represent Radio, like, when I think of Represent, I, I always used to think of, like, yourself, Henry, Munya, Reese Parkinson, like, you guys were Represent OGs. To the point where you're even featured when Prince Harry and Meghan Markle <laughs> came to pop Brixton for their royal duties, Remy was seen spudding and teaching Harry how to get it correct. <laughs> like, Remy is Represent Royalty, so... How important was your time at
1: Represent whilst you were there? Oh, I wouldn't be anything uh, without Represent Radio. I feel like, you know, again, that was the introduction to radio course that came to me and was like, we've got, we've got a space for you if you want it. And I took it and I just said, I'm going to put you guys first. And I learned everything I know about being myself in radio at Represent. They encouraged... Me to be myself. They encourage me to bring myself to the table. They encouraged me to stand by what I love. At the time that I was pushing Afrobeats, it was still a very fresh genre uh, in this country. Like, I mean, people loved it, but it wasn't on the platforms that it is right now. It wasn't doing O2, uh, uh, O2 in Greenwich. It wasn't doing uh, Wembley, Tottenham. Wembley, Tottenham Stadium. Um, and you know, like, I was a bit concerned because i was thinking okay like how how can i you know uh navigate through this world when i'm listening to mainstream radio and they're not playing Afrobeats. so i'm thinking how am i gonna get on there like what's what's well how's that gonna work and then you know through represent i got given a pre-recorded show um uh which was a sunday morning 8 to 10 a.m and then I think they realised that my energy was just too high <laughs> <laughs> for a Sunday at 8am. And <laughs> <Everyone laughs> trying to go, you know, what I mean, everyone's trying to be mellow and that. <laughs> so um, they gave me a Friday 10am slot uh, live, and you know, that was that was like the birth of, you know, trying everything on air and learning how to, you know, try a new feature if it doesn't work, scrap it. Like if it don't work, just scrap it. Innit? You know what I mean? Um, and just asking myself for radio because I used to produce myself as well. Um, it was only like about a year and a half in that I actually got given a producer, and they do that on purpose so that you don't get complacent and think that somebody's going to do everything for you. Like you have to learn how to clean songs, you have to learn how to get your own um, guests, you have to uh, just learn how to talk, I guess, like and not rely on someone being in the studio to talk. Because sometimes radio is lonely, boy. Like. If, if your producer's going to the toilet, you're talking to yourself, bruv, like, straight. Like, you're talking to
0: someone that's never had a producer. Okay,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's different. Yeah, different radio stations do, yeah, sometimes it, there is no producer. You are the producer. So, you know, I, I just learned a lot at Represent. And, yeah, I, I, like I said, I wouldn't be who I am today without them. So, I love Represent with all my
0: heart. Oh, that's beautiful. And, obviously, you both mentioned that our paths all crossed at Capital Extra. Yes. So, let's start with you, Rowei. How did you end up at Capital? Extra? How did I end up
1: there? Well, (laughs) so when I quit my job, yeah, I applied for this internship at Capital Extra, and they didn't get back to me for like two months. So I forgot about the job, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I forgot about it. And then I got a phone call from Al Smith, and he called me and was like, oh yeah, we would like to bring you in for an interview. I said, I'm not gonna lie, remind me what the job is, because I don't even remember kind of thing. And you know, I came in. I remember I went in with like my afro, like I was just like, boy, I ain't on my head, and like, boom, boom, like straight. This is me in it. So I've gone in and he's asked me what's my favorite genre. And in that split second, yeah, I was thinking, this is hip hop, dance, and urban. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that, was, that was their tagline. <laughs> you know, i was thinking, hey, I, I must have to say one of these things here. <laughs> and then in me, I was just like, I am that from afro beats in it. And that's my favorite genre. And then, later on, like, you know, interview proceeded. I, you know when you walk out of an interview and you're like, I don't even know how I did. You know what I there mean? Because it felt like a conversation. It didn't feel like an interview. And that's, I guess that's the beauty of the kind of uh, industry we're in. Like, sometimes it doesn't feel, it feels quite, it can feel quite informal. Yeah. So I left there not knowing if I'd done a good job or not. And then I got the um, phone call and he was just like, yeah, like, I gave it to you, especially because you said you liked Afrobeats. And I was like,
0: Perfect. Imagine if I pick guys Oh yeah. my god I love <laughs> idiom.
1: <laughs> Idium <laughs> Um and yeah you know um yeah so I got I got I got that and and you know what I think when I got told the fun facts afterwards of like there was six hundred applicants and it was like you know uh, you were part of the top three and the reason why I even got um shortlisted was because of my Twitter. What? Because I used to just talk about music a lot on Twitter, that. and the other person that I was up against—I don't know who they were—they they had Twitter but they weren't, they didn't use it, like they didn't Crazy. do anything. So, like, I think it was just my passion for like music and just my giving an opinion. I think that's what they appreciated. So that's how I got into um, into Capital Extra. But I was doing that alongside because remember I had now started a uni course and oh, I couldn't, wow. I couldn't now drop out. So I did nine to three at uni and then four to ten monday to friday at Camden extra so i was working nine to to ten
0: wow well done done. see guys sometimes you gotta put in those hours man but this is a question for you both because you both worked behind the scenes production all that kind of stuff how important is it to actually take jobs even though you probably want to be a presenter how important is it to take jobs that might be a runner might be an assistant might be an editor
2: so i took the bbc introducing job which is basically finding local talent and i was based in hobs i was going to uni in leeds and let's just say the whole music scene wasn't a scene that i was aware of like there was a lot of let's come around and play electronical music that sounded like clatter bang clatter bang clatter bang in my brain but it's like okay cool i'm based here i'm gonna just give this job my all i think i was a team assistant there Gives this job my all, my all, my all. And again, I'm doing like the behind the scenes stuff with Spice UK. Still just very happy just to be soaking it all in, seeing how they write scripts. I was writing scripts for The Presenter at the time, writing this whole show and doing the research into the artists and stuff like that. And then through that, there was a feature that they had where they basically go around the country and you pick one artist from your area. So like they have introducing whole Sheffield, London, the South East and all of that. And they said i can do the feature and basically that feature was to present an artist from your area and then they'll play it on radio one so then i got to do like the voice of like i got to present on radio one essentially for that little bit of a takeover for the introducing show so these are all like little things that are really encouraging along the way but learning the behind the scenes and learning how things work they help you like abundantly and i feel like i always treasure the skills that i've got from my unicorns because i did broadcast journalism but more being at Lee's student radio and the phone line isn't working so I've got to work out why the phone line isn't working because I need my show to pop and there's no one that's going to come at 8pm on a Thursday night to come and fix this desk so I'm fixing the desk or cleaning songs, editing interviews yourself, doing the video editing and stuff like that, we should do all of it so learning the skills behind the scenes I think it helps because It makes you know what you want to get out of your content when you start employing people to work for you or start getting things done but also when you sort of cross over to the presenting side it has to come a bit where you like let go because I can do everything myself because I can do everything myself I want to do everything myself because I know the standard I want it to be but there has to be a point where it's like okay you just focus in the chair that you're sitting in and like get everyone around you in the correct shape sort of thing well said well said
0: well let's talk about Remy Berg's on BBC Radio One Extra. You have had the most incredible, what's it, t- three years? Two, three years? Because you started off doing the BBC Radio One Extra weekend breakfast show. Then you moved over to daytime, one till four, and now you are officially the BBC Radio One Extra drive time presenter. Come on! <laughs> Now, well, if you don't know much about radio, breakfast and drive are two of the most important slots on radio. It's where they say the most listeners are listening. You've got the, the school run, you've got the people on the way to work. Again, you've got the school run on the way home from work. So you guys provide energy for the start of the day, end of the day, and obviously we've heard your your journey into it, but Remy, you literally went from, yeah, I'm gonna see how this goes and represent. Yeah. Yeah, let's do a bit of production at Capital of we're just gonna host one of the biggest uh, radio stations in black culture. So yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, oh, mate. Um, how did it happen? How, how? Uh, good question. Um, no, so I, I just, I think I got my show. I, obviously I no, I did the introduction course and you know what is? I just stayed on the emails like with the woman that I, I, I made a connection with at Represent and I was like, oh, I'm alive, hey. Uh, is there anything happening at Represent, you know, anything? And I kept messaging her, I kept messaging her, and then she actually went to, came here and spoke to the uh, manager and basically was like, yeah, there's this girl that I think would be really sick. Like, just give her one day a week. Just give her one day a week. And then I've come in now and bearing in mind, just to even piggyback up what you said about just doing everything. I used to hoover, Represent. I know that floor more than they know that floor. <laughs> I used to get the water
0: for the guests. I used to upload other people's shows. This is all before I had a show. Do you say that your perseverance of being able to do radio and represent is what allowed people to hear you, acknowledge you and open opportunities for like one extra? 100% because in that moment,
1: you could easily have just been like, well, everybody else is paused, so I could pause. Do you know what I mean? You could easily have been like, oh, yes, all right. I'll just chill with it. Like when adversity, which was the pandemic for everyone, um, like that was Opportunity for me to be like, oh, okay, cool, I, I just won't do it, or I will slack on my show, I will just, I just won't put that much effort into playing new music, plugging afro beats, I won't, I won't get mixes from DJs, I'll just do the bare minimum. But I didn't, I just kept going because, and and that at that time I didn't know they were still watching me. So now, um, weekend breakfast has, has been, has, has come open at one extra, and that's, yeah. that's what got offered to me. Um, Weekend breakfast is hard, I'm not going to lie.
0: Oh <laughs> mate, I actually used to do that, tw- that slot on my extra back in the day
1: as oh, well. yeah. Horrible. Listen, everybody's going out on Friday night and you're just like, well then, uh, I'll be, I'm going to bed, I'll see you guys in the morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if it's that one party yeah, you're like, you look from the club straight to work, ah! My eyes were red, they were oh burning. My,
2: God. <laughs> my
1: producers caught me under the desk a couple of times, just sleeping like this. like, but. You know that that was the, that was the dedication to that role, and then a year later, like a few months, like nine months later, I got oh, offered, no? wow. um one to four um, as Yasmin Evans left, and then a year later, I got offered um, Drive Time.
0: That's crazy, and that's the thing. People don't know about the the radio transfer window. Like <laughs> we we used to talk about this all the time. Like sometimes they're just a mad like someone leaves, you're like hmm what's going on
1: unpredictable everyone's like
0: what? who's getting like and it's crazy so the fact that your name's always been in the mix is beautiful that's a, a testament to your work grateful. so um let's talk about robert bruce's moving and shaking around yeah. capital extra so of course you mentioned that when you first started it was doing those long night sh- shifts two till six a.m it's not easy that's what i'm no, telling you no. so i
2: was doing through the night two till six a.m and then Covering where else I could. So, how it generally worked is you cover like later times and you work your way down like the pecking order. So, I started 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., done that for like many months actually, a few months, and then sometimes 10 till 2 will become available. So, I'll do 10 till 2, and then sometimes 7 till 10 will become available. And I was like, oh my days, this is the scariest thing ever. People are actually going to be listening to me at this time, sort of thing. And then I think I was at Capital Electric at a time where they didn't have as many presenters as they do now so whenever someone okay. was off or something like that they needed someone so it would be me so my life for like two years I started in 2017 and I didn't get like my full time four five a week show until 2019 yeah so for them two years it was just doing whatever they told me to do and then holding down like the weekend drive time starts. that's what I was doing yeah
0: you there. did four till seven because that's yeah. where me, we met because I've always yeah.
2: done one, till, one four. till four on a Saturday you did four till seven yeah yeah and radio is all about who's moving on so like you can't create more time so someone's got to move for things to get moving sort of thing so that's how I eventually worked my way to the breakfast show but where me and Remy Cross what year was you at extra it must have uh, been 2018 it must be 17 no, it's 2017.
1: No, it's it's 17. It 17 2017. Yeah, yeah. I was there for three years. So I went oh. to do a three-month course, and I stayed for three years. Wow! Yikes. So how are
2: the Jeremy? past just kept working in it? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'm into intertwined like so bad, and I'm so grateful for Remy because first of all, Remy's the same wherever you meet her. Like how you're seeing Remy now is how she is everywhere. If not, she's partying, she's even on more energy. Exactly. And I feel like it's actually a real good lesson because sometimes you can get into a role and then you feel like you've got to be half of yourself just to fit in and just to navigate the office and just to network and make sure people like you. Remy's like, you're gonna like what I give you and people will like it all the time. So Remy was that Extra and obviously I went to Capital Extra from uni and I didn't really understand how commercial radio works. So when I go and they're playing like the same songs, I'm like, oh, do you guys not know there's more music in the world? Like, there's actually bare artists that you could be playing. But obviously now I know how commercial radio works. So I used to like email my boss new releases from the UK every week because I love UK music. I used to be like, oh, this just dropped. This is sick. This is good. Blah 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 blah. And then at the time, I don't know if you had a planning meeting when Homegrown was birthed or whatnot. What happened yet? So I
1: basically I just I'd come in and they were like, oh, okay, you're like fresh is like, just do a PowerPoint presentation of what you think we should be doing, you know? Um, and I was just like, I right, cool. So I came up with a couple of ideas, and like, I just, I was just like, you guys have got Robert Bruce. Like, this is the guy that you need, like, fronting the face of new music, the face of like, under like, black music coming up, like. And I just, I just loved how passionate he was about new music, and I just kind of just, yeah, I just basically just kept talking about you, I don't know if your ear was hot, but yeah, like, I just kept talking about you.
2: So Remy's having them conversations behind the scenes, I didn't even know. I started 2017 April, then we got to 2018 January, and this was a time where like, Afro Swing was really poppy and we are seeing commercial success and all of that stuff. So Capital Extra, birthed from Remy's idea and my passion on the other side, decided to do the Homegrown show. And I feel like the Homegrown show is where most people know me from and they've seen me from like, online. So that looked like three hours on a Saturday playing straight UK music and then interviewing a different UK artist every single week. So for a lot of the artists at Capital Extra from the UK. I was their first ever interview on commercial radio. So we went from everyone from your H's, AJ yeah. Tracy, Notes at the time, Mabel, Steph London and literally one a week we did it for like two years. We just yeah. always get an artist, and that was a way for me to bring in people that I knew were sick, people that I knew that needed more eyes on them. And we did lots of cool interviews that were on YouTube, and got to build up and build up. Then you interview the likes of Stormzy, and you yeah. interview who oh, so else? Get rich. You literally yeah. interviewed everyone.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> literally, I remember every week I'd be like, "So who's it going to be today?" Yeah.
0: What <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's just like raw, like, and
1: it, it got to a point where people. Wanted to. People yeah. were like, "Nah, yeah. I want to sit down with Robert Bruce. Because yeah. if you if you've ever listened to a Robert Bruce interview, it's your style of interviewing it is so it's so phenomenal. Because I feel like you, you you get them so comfortable and cal- cal- he's a very calm guy, like right? So well, they even just it's like they even spilling.
2: you are are talking too much now, huh? <laughs> in it,
1: in it, like PR, is probably thinking, ooh, really in, bro, Really in, but yeah, you're just a great interviewer. So and and that's a that's a massive skill to have.
0: And so, yeah, you get in-depth interviews, um, and yeah, man. And that was something Capital Edge was not doing at the time at all. It was very, like you said, crunch and roll, in, out. Like, you know, that was this song, this is this song, but this was the opportunity to really see specialism at its finest on commercial radio. And might I add, The Homegrown Show is also an award-winning show. Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! A, a testament of how hard you worked for it, which is beautiful. Um, so let's go back to Remy. You mentioned you're doing TV now. Ooh, absolutely killing it. Um, so you guys might have seen her on BBC 3s tonight with Target, uh, the MOBO Awards hosting live roving reporter throughout the whole ceremony. Glastonbury Festival. You are literally representing in so many different ways, no pun intended, represent radio. But um, (laughs) no, it's been so beautiful to see your local energy provider on TV. TV. That's amazing. So how has the move from radio to TV been for you?
1: God is good, first of all. And secondly, I never, ever, 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 ever thought I was going to do TV. Like, as much as people kept saying, Remy, you need to be in front of the camera, you need to be in front of the camera. I'm not that, I can't, I I just, I can't consider myself that kind of person who will press record and then be like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, do you know what I mean? If you catch me in the moment, you've caught me in it. Like, and that's just always been kind of my way of doing things. So, like, with, with TV now, like, again, it was that balaclava, me <laughs> singing, I think it was Iskaba, they Nicole's Iskaba, with a Bridgerton accent, because I was just watching Pear Bridgerton at the time. So I was like, you know, it was the Queen's English. You know what I mean? Like, so, and that is what made DJ Target say that he wanted me to be his co-host. On his well show um, uh, tonight with target and then with that like loads more opp- opportunities came glastonbury came and the reason that i got chosen for that really was because i'd never been before and they wanted oh. yeah they wanted someone with fresh eyes to basically report
0: and you was like, like the sickest one with kendrick lamar
1: Bruh, trust you that. to be at like,
0: the best one
1: yeah, <laughs> nah do you know what's crazy i went to glastonbury for four days yeah and that was the only performance i saw for the whole four days, like when they say you're working, it's work, I'm like, like, yo, burn the boys, but they like, yeah, we've got, we've got um, a link, and I'm like, right, but burn the boys, they're like, no, nah, we've got work to do, and I'm like, alright, cool, say nothing. So Kendrick Lamar was literally the fight, the only performance I saw at Lasterberry. Wow. Um, at Momos, it was beautiful chaos, um, <laughs> like it was that, that was like live 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 TV, TV yeah. Um, just troubling everyone at their tables. Um, but I thoroughly enjoy it man, I'm not going to lie to you, that's And I, w- I want to do more so you know yeah, I, I'm, I'm praying that's the, that's the sec- le- next half of the year, you know, um, yeah.
0: What's the difference between live radio and
2: live TV? If you can both chime in on that. Ooh, live TV and live radio. I feel like radio is more conversational. Yeah. So in conversation you can do your ums, ahs, and buts and like have a train of thought and stuff. I feel like TV's tight, but you'll be able
1: to. TV's, TV's tight. It's tight,
0: right? TV, you're um, it's not even um. Uh, uh. <laughs> you can't even do that. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's
1: very, like, fast paced. And, you know, like, they, they, oh, they're just. They're, the thing you're doing, oh my god. And, you they're know, like, yeah, you have to concentrate. And they're like, yeah. Or if they're telling you to feel for another minute, yeah, yeah, you got a minute to fill them. And you're just like, eh?
0: Okay, yeah. So, have you got a record for the longest you've before? Uh, I, I feel for forty six seconds. <laughs> Listen, guys. That's it's a hard. To, it's it's hard. hard. It's so, so hard. I'm saying this. You don't think? Ah, oh, forty six seconds. Go on then. voices. <laughs> <laughs> <boys>, <laughs> <three. Guster. laughs> <laughs> Try it. It's not easy at all. Yeah,
1: man, but I, I guess I I definitely prefer being the guest on TV, <laughs> <laughs> like so like doing like celebrity yeah. mastermind and doing celebrity uh, master chef. Like that wasn't my job in I? I just had to exist. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that but honestly it, it's fun when you get into it man it really is fun
0: i love that i love that um let's talk about music so you're both hugely a part of the music culture in the uk i would say you're both responsible for pushing it forward to where it is right now so thank you for your services and you both have worked at record labels uh remy you're currently at 0207 Def Jam Robert Bruce you was at Atlantic for, for quite a time so um what is the what is the what would you say is the bridge between working in radio and working in the music industry? Because how did these things happen as well? Because I'm sure there's people out there that might be being like, oh, I could do a bit of a
2: bit A and R
0: in on the side.
2: I mean, A and R is such an interesting game, and in that our experiences will be so probably different, probably even the same in some aspects. Yeah, but I think. Because you're on the radio every day and you're listening to music every day, your ears are just inclined to what would work and what would go and what like your audience would like and stuff. So A&R sometimes is a natural progression for that. And I liked AR from the fact that you can you just find a new music every day, but then working at a major label comes with its own like difficulties. Anything corporate I feel like comes with its own difficulties, even when you're working within your culture. So I had a good time at Atlantic with some really cool stuff, but I realised A&R was not for me in that capacity, if that makes sense. I'd rather be sat down with artists, pushing them in that way, than rather trying to get them a record deal, because sometimes it can get techie, and it's just got to be a perfect marriage, and sometimes it's a bit difficult, and I don't like to sell no one no dreams, so A&R was that Dream. sort of experience for me, but at the same time, I understand why the labels are important, and why these systems are in place as well. Yeah. How about you, Remy?
1: I think. Working in a record label just made me understand more about what artists go through and you know the kind of support that they might need on the outside and, and why like playing their songs on the radio is such a, a big deal. Um, because that's what record labels are looking at. Like. Oh, swear down, they're playing it on one so yeah, extra. Like okay, so it even made me understand my role as a presenter. Um, and even made me want to support artists even more. I feel like, same reason why. You, like, the politics of a and is, nice nah, it's not for me, I'm not gonna lie. So, and the thing is, you can actually, everyone here can be an a starting from today. Like, as long as you find somebody in that community who's, who takes music to the big bosses, you you can be an a You might not be, like, the most connected, but you can be an A&R. So if you sent me a song now and I played it in front of the bosses at, um, at seven. Technically, you're on a because you've just passed on a song and it's got in front of the the people that can actually help. Um, but I think I enjoy just the aspect of putting good music in front of them and knowing that I've done that. And whatever they choose to do with that <laughs> is is on them. Do you get what I mean? I can sleep well at night. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's and that and that for me is that's me doing my my part and using my um, platform to put you in front of the right people. If they take the opportunity.
2: Them. That's them. If they
1: don't, and you blow, they're gonna feel it even more. Do you get what I'm saying? So, and I think that's the that's that's what I love about it. Just putting them in front of the right people for an opportunity. And the thing is, and i'm also working in the in the A and R industry, you learn that you can't help everyone as well. Yeah. You actually cannot. Like, it's if the A and R industry or the record label industry is a business. It's a
2: business. It's Very a comfort.
1: It's yeah, and they can't you can't invest in everyone naturally. Like, do you get what I'm saying? So, even if you had a business now, or you were like. It's like Dragon's Den. Everyone who walks in, they can't give them everyone money. You get what I'm saying? And that's that's basically what a record label is. If you want to understand how it is, that would be the best way to describe it. Everyone who comes in can't get supported. I think it's obviously the other politics as well, I don't support, but yeah, like, that's just, yeah. But I, I really, really enjoy giving the opportunity to, to artists that I think are good, and putting them in front of people that
0: could potentially help, you know? No, that is great insight because, yeah, I know the music industry is not easy at all. Um, right, we're going to open up to questions in just a few minutes, but I've got a few more of my own because um, I think this is a question that comes up a lot, and i let just, just try and keep this one short, but how important do you think
2: it is to have an agent or manager in the industry? Agent or manager in the industry, depending on what you want to do, an agent or manager can open doors for you, so I feel like... Getting any agent is sometimes not beneficial, but if you see an agent that has done X, Y, and Z for so-and-so and you feel like you want to do that but a little bit different or you need to connect to a society or a community that you're not involved in, I think that's why it's important. But you can do things on your own for a certain aspect. It all depends on where you want to go with your career. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think timing is
1: everything.
0: 100%. And also
1: trying to do everything yourself for a long period of time. So just so you understand what they are meant to be doing for you. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, I feel like when I first like came in, I went straight into a management company and I didn't necessarily understand what a manager is meant to do for you. Um, and then the moment I understood, I had to let that manager go because I realized you haven't been doing anything. Do you get what I'm saying? So I think like, you just I think try and learn
2: like what you would,
1: just am I making sense? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I really feel great. like everyone's gotta self
1: manage themselves. Yeah, self manage yourself for a bit and, and, and let them show you what they can do for you because you know like even leaving my management that was so hard. Mm. You know was the ones that like, it's a it's, breakup I can't It's a like, breakup do you know what I mean? And it's also it's like giving it a, res- a resignation. a and like I remember when I first gave him a resignation to leave uh, where I was working and to come to radio Like, I remember going back on the internet, like, how do you take back a resignation? Like, how do you you tell them, nah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, like, (laughs) because it's scary, like, parting ways, but you have to choose yourself, and you have to know what, make sure that they're they're working and doing what they need to do, and, yeah, because nobody wants to keep getting new managers. It doesn't even look good on you to keep getting new managers, to be honest with you, so, yeah, just, yeah. Amazing.
0: No, you wrapped it up well, And, and I'll just add to that by saying, you always have to work just as hard as your agent. So don't get lazy because you have an agent or manager. You're still working. You need to get your own opportunities and they they work for you. They're supposed to give you more on top of what already you can do. So that's my little two pence. Um, right, before I open up, top tips to make it in the mainstream. We love sharing, giving advice, guidance. Between, your, between the two of you, we'll do two each. We usually go for five, but, you know, we're, short, we're struck for time. So, uh, two top tips each to make it in the mainstream. Who wants to go first? Do you want to do one each? Back, 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 back to back.
1: Um, I was saying, I was saying, um, bask. Just bask. <laughs> like, dive in head first <laughs> um, with insurance. No but, um, <laughs> no, but bask in what you want to do, man. I always say, like, if somebody tells me that they are... Uh, a dj and then they give me their insta page and i go on their page and there's not one link to a to a mix that they've done or there's not one one picture of them looking like they're doing a mix or something then in my head i'm just like are you a dj Mm -hmm. like or are you what you say you are like or are you you know are you are you living what you want to do do you get i mean and and now there's luckily because i know it was a lot harder back then but there's things like Pirate Studios where you can go and learn how to, you know, to DJ and there's a lot of DJs out there that genuinely like having little protégés that they like teaching and just, because they're so tech savvy, they're just like, oh yeah, I want to teach them this <laughs> skill, like, so this, like, you know, I, so asking what you want to do, like, live in it, try and, like, like you said, contribute to the, you know, the environment that you want to be
2: in, you know, so yeah, that's my, that's my tip. My first one, using Remy as an example, and something that I've had to work through in my career as well, is just be yourself. Because I because I started so young, Capital Lecture was my first experience of everything. You can almost become what you think they want you to be. Whereas if you just be yourself consistently, but like, it's weird, both of our journeys started for a passion for Afrobeats. So there's no way that I should lose that because I'm now in the mainstream or now in the, um, the corporate sort of space. So yeah. be yourself as much as you can and let, let that grow and blossom. I think it was difficult for me because I did it on like a big platform. We literally have seen you grow up. Yeah, you've seen me grow we saw up. you
0: get radio promotions, get yeah. married, have a baby.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like sometimes you'll be looking at it like, oh, maybe I should hide that side of my life because it's not cool, or I'm going to age myself, or this is me. Like the breakfast show in the morning, they get me in my capacity, and if that gets me kicked off, I'll be happy knowing I did that rather than going far being someone I'm not, so be yourself to my top tip. Yes. 100%. Um, tip number two uh, I would say
1: Oh, uh, I had it and then I lost it uh, have, have you got your
2: tip number two? I think I've got one. <laughs> <Yeah, you think laughs> one.
0: We'll come back to you, Remy
2: <laughs> uh, My tip number two is don't stress Ooh. is what I'll say. Don't stress because I feel like we stress so much about so many different things before we even left our bed. We open up our phone and we stress. Trust me. You know, and that stress is gonna carry into all that you do. And I feel like it's always easy to be happy when things are going well, but when things are not moving at the pace that you want them to move, don't let stress be your response. Let passion be your response. Let passion lead and stay passionate about what you are. So don't stress and be passionate and take that forward. Beautiful.
1: I have my Back to, to you, Remy.
0: Yes.
1: I think it's, it's kind of touching on, on, on Rob as well, but it's, don't take anything personal. Don't take anything personal at all. There's still e- emails from 2017 that I'm still waiting for, right now. And, you know, now I'm in the same room as these people. So True. it's like, and it's not it's nothing personal. Like, I, even now I can say that I've probably missed a couple of emails from people but it's not, don't take it personal because you're going to end up beating yourself up about it, you're going to be angry at the world, you're going to be angry at everyone and then that might be, you might see the person whose email you're waiting for and then all of a sudden your face is all screwed up and that person's like, well I ain't going to talk to them, their face is all screwed up, (laughs) meanwhile they don't know you though, but you know that you sent them an email, but they don't know that you sent them an email and like it's just, just don't take it personal Um, because yeah people, people have lives and so do you, do you get what I'm saying, but with not taking it personal, just keep growing. Like, don't see no as no. See no as next opportunity. No, next opportunity. It's not a no. It's like right, this door's closed. Boom. I. Right. If if you if you if if you lost your key, yeah. But you left your. You're, you left your back door open, and the only way to get in is through your neighbour's door. That's another door, mate. You just, <laughs> it's just a different route, do you know what I'm saying? So,
0: like, just don't see no as no. Jeez, <laughs> next opportunity, you know. Someone write that down! N-O, you know. That was sick. Can we give a round of applause to Robert Bruce and love those tips big up adrian that's the manager the ah! manager of represent radio right there hey
1: your beard is looking national, nice i'm gonna
0: lie to he definitely recognized your voice <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. me in the distance i'm not too loud so sorry, sorry always but that's why we love you all right let me try and squeeze in some questions if you have a burning question please put your hand up okay great oh and you're right next to the mic look how you did that Right, I want to ask you guys, what does it feel like to navigate the world of contracts
2: when you're on that level? Ooh, contracts. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Contracts here. Let me say, from the jump, take your contracts seriously because sometimes you can get that first contract and it's like I'm arrived, I will sign it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just so happy to be, like, hey, I'm so happy to be here, so gas. Like, but take your contract seriously because when you eventually elevate in the next year or two or three, you don't want to be in a chokehold contract. So. Like move from the start like you're the biggest boss in this whole entire world because you are like your life is your story like you are the boss of your life so take your contract seriously from the jump i'll say hundreds get a lawyer 100 it's,
1: it's expensive but you can sleep well at night yeah you can sleep with your legs in the air even if you want yeah but like it's like like i remember when i first signed my first like management contract i got recommended a lawyer and he was a headache but a good type of headache you know the ones that give the people problem they're just yeah. like listen we just want to sign you but it doesn't have to be this long and that but the what what he was arguing for i got, i understood i was like yeah man yeah go i support you do your thing I call you. and the thing is they, they they cc you in these emails yeah so you're seeing it and you just see bare red lines and you're just like hey they're beefing the emails like, do
2: you know what like, the lawyer is doing the mad thing, and you're thinking I'm really here in my mum's house. You want me to stay here? <laughs> like, please, man. But it's so important. It's hello. so important.
1: Like, so you're not like, if you do end up, you know, leaving a certain situation, you're not bound for like three years yeah. paying
0: paying that, that company, like as well as your new manager. Like, what's you that what crazy I mean? word? Like, indemnity or something like where it's forever. Like, don't ever s- forgive. Is it perpetuity? Perpetuity yeah, so I just said the next word, but. Hey, my new woman. It's equal to perpetuity. <Yeah. laughs> Don't sign that one. That's important. Um, one last question, excuse me. One last. Oh, he was sharp. Sorry, girl. Uh, can you come to the mic? You can borrow mine. Hey, hello, guys. <laughs> Um, So, my background is in Fashion Design and Creative Direction, very sort of navigated from organic marketing to social media marketing. And now you find like a lot of music getting promoted through TikTok, Instagram Reels and things like that. How easy or difficult has that made your job with the organic form of radio when it
2: comes to musicians publicizing their work or wanting to publicize their work? I think from the whole like social media and TikTok thing, it's given everyone a little bit of a headache, because things can do so well on certain platforms, but you never know how well it's going to transfer over. So from A&R to what do we sign, it's doing X amount on TikTok. You sign it, you play it on radio, the audience don't like it on radio, and it's just not working. So it's been quite tricky for like, different industries and stuff.
1: I had a fine example of that, actually. Uh, I get to choose like, a track of the week every week and uh, there's a song that I actually i love it personally it's like it's just so ratchet i just <laughs> bloody love it and it's just a chance for me to to i don't even twerk that much but you know what i mean I, it has to be twerking yeah and i played it on the radio and one thing about my one extra listeners, they are so honest they were like wow they were like you know what i usually support you but this one, i can't support you, so, like, wow. you know what I mean? like, but i still stand by my song don't get twisted but like that's that's a fine example of it not translating to, to radio and, and like, even just, it's oh, it's the music first at the end of the day, you're thinking oh
2: like, this, this,
1: yeah. like the, they, they
2: like it, but nah, and you know what I mean? funny thing about radio is like, you can be so certain in the show, you can have so many meetings, so many emails back and back, until you get into the studio and you play that song for the first time in the studio, that'll be the first time you realise, oh nah, no, this don't hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah no nah, this don't work sort of thing wow. and it's weird like you can't cheat that process until you play it and hear it in that studio you feel that connection with music so wow
0: real professionals right here can we give another massive round of applause to and Robert Bruce? thank you so much everyone for being here i'm so sorry we didn't get a chance to get through more questions um but guys where can they follow you find you and listen to you of course uh, Remy Rags, R-E-M-I-B-U-R-G-Z,
1: uh, on the Instagram, uh, I am on Monday to Friday, 4-7pm, to 7 p.m. so
0: yeah, that's me. Uh, basically she can't stick around. On the way, yeah, on the way to wax.
2: <laughs> and I'm Rob Bruce K on all socials, and you can listen to me Monday to Friday, 6.30 to 10am on Capital Extra. Follow me, you see a lot of baby content at the moment as well. So if you like that,
0: baby, that's what it's like. No, their baby content bangs, by the way. Like, it's so you. entertaining. So you got a whole new market there. I love that. I love that. And thank you so much for being here for the mainstream panel. Really appreciate you all being here, listening. Enjoy this incredible seminar. It is a big thing. Stay, network, mingle. And um, I've been your host from London. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Ram.
2: Thank you so much. It's been-
0: Thank you for listening to the Mainstream Podcast with me, Ramel London. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review on Apple and Spotify and follow us at The Mainstream UK and at Romel underscore London.